The galaxy is burning, brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. Hey, so, Stephen, have you gotten any games in with uh, Adeptus Titanicus yet? Uh, I've gotten one in. Nice. What'd you, and, what'd you uh, use? I had uh, two Warlords and a Reaver. You had two Warlords? Yeah. Yeah? So, yeah, Warlords. Yeah. yeah, the big ones. Yeah. Okay. That's How'd that go? Uh, not a Titan was left standing at the end. We uh, we fought to our mutual destruction. Oh yeah, that's the game with Austin, right? Mm-hmm. Nice dude. It was, it was good times. Uh, I, I definitely it was it was kind of like Battlefleet Gothic in that I played once and I immediately wanted to play more. It yeah no it's 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 super addicting. Like I I'm fiending right now. I need a hit. I tell you what though, I uh, I'm having a a minor hobby crisis. Yeah. With my, with my second Legio. Uh, because, first of all, I love the fact that Titanicus allows you to uh, field Titans from different legions and still use their, their rules. Um, I think that's really cool. And you gotta pay for it, though, right? And yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. you definitely... Well, you don't really have to... You don't pay for it so much as your opponent gets... Gets paid, gets paid gets for, paid it. And, for it. Like, in stratagems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you use a specific Legio's rules, which I think right now all we have is Griffonicus and Tempestus. Tempestus, yeah. Yeah, um, which obviously we'll be getting more soon. Um, wow. Hopefully. Yeah, right? Put um, microwave, because I want more spaghetti. So, so, Steven, you could field, like, let's just say, uh, I think you have to field a minimum uh, legal battle maniple, right? So three, yeah, ti- the, three the, titans. Um, you have to have at yeah. least your uh, just one maniple. So, theoretically speaking, you could have two minimum-sized battle maniples, six titans, and you could have two different legios with legio rules, right? On top of whatever maniple rules you have. Well, I think after you put in your... I think it's after you do your first initial maniple... Yeah. So, like, say I'm just going to run Axiom. Yes. So I've got one Reaver, one Warlord, and, like, I guess a Warhound, right? Sure. Uh, then, after that, then you can you don't have to have a minimum, another minimum maniple in order to field other Titans. No, but I don't think you can field the Legio rules. For, oh, no, you can. You can. You can still use the Legio rules, yeah. For that, one, like, like if you just brought, wanted to bring like one extra warlord, you could use legio rules for that. Mm-hmm. So think I, the way I interpret it is: say you're going to play a a match that's going to give you enough points to field a full Myrmidon maniple. So like you've got enough points to rock three warlords and two reavers. Well, yeah. after you've got your initial warlord, two warlords and your reaver, which I believe is the minimum. Yeah. Then your points can be spent on like a warlord from a different legio and a reaver from a different legio. Oh yeah, you're totally right. And actually they specify that on page eighty nine of um the Adeptus Titanicus rulebook. I'm looking at the uh Now what I'm not uh, certain of is whether or not the other Legios like say you're doing a um like the two that I'm thinking of, the, my current one is Sutravora, but sure. I want to do Legio Critus as well. Yep. Because Godbreakers is a kick-ass name. It's a kick-ass Legion too, man. Is this spaghetti hot yet? Ooh, it's a little toasty. All right. Um, so I could do my two Sutravora warlords and my one Sutravora reaver, but then the third Critus warlord and the second Critus reaver that I bring are they. Can they benefit from the Myrmidon's rules? From the Myrmidon Maniple rules? No, because they're I don't think they're in the Myrmidon Maniple. Yeah, I think I only 
So I don't yeah. have the rule book in front of me, so I can't really tell. But does a maniple all have to be one legio? I know the minimum does. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Like I, I see where you're going with that, and I'm I'm I'm. Yeah. No, I don't think you can mix different legios in a maniple. But that's a great question. Um. So I'll read this. This is page eighty nine. Mm -hmm. um, and this is dealing specifically with like the, the Legion special rules. When assembling a battle group, a player can declare that any of the Titans in their force are part of a particular Titan Legion. Maniples must be made up of members of the same Titan Legion. So there you go. Right there, ah. right? Yeah. But, oh, so this is interesting, but they can be reinforced by members of another. For example, a force could consist of a Legio Graphonicus Maniple, reinforced by a Legio Artaris Warlord, and a pair of Legio Defensor Warhounds. So right there, we know, we're, like right now, we know we're going to get Legio Artaris and Legio Defensor rules, right? Because they wouldn't have just fucking called them out if they right. weren't, weren't going to make rules for them. So there you go, guys. Spoiler alert. You're getting rules for Defensor and Artaris. Breaking um, news. You heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, the rules for two Titan legions are provided on the following pages. We know we just said that. Um, for each set of Titan legion rules that are part of a battle group, the opposing player gains two bonus stratagem points. For example, if a battle group is made up of Legio Tempestus Manipul with two Legio Graphonicus Warhounds as reinforcements, the opposing player would gain four bonus stratagem points. So... Yeah, that's that's a good trade-off. I like how they do that. I like how they're kind of playing with like asymmetric points, but then balancing yeah. out with stratagems. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely. I feel like the current rule set for Titanicus, the new rule set, is Games Workshop distilling everything they've learned. Yeah, from like three or four or five different game sets. Yeah, absolutely. Like taking the best parts. And putting them into one. Like, yeah, asymmetrical scenarios are kick-ass. Yeah, people want to field multiple different rule sets for their army. Yeah, titans! Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, 100%, man. And uh, whoever designed... Anyone who's played Battlefleet Gothic for more yeah. than like a year will tell you asymmetrical scenarios are where it's at. They really are. And, like, what, what people don't understand about asymmetric scenarios is... You can have asymmetric scenarios with different victory victory point conditions or victory conditions, right? That's that's one of the things I love yeah. about the like the standard engagement rules for Titanicus. Like I sat down and I was reading through and I was like, all right, so what are the different like missions and stuff? And yeah, I you're talking that yeah. in a same match, both players can have completely different objectives. And it's yeah, I would say nine times out of ten they do. So Michael and I played those for the first time uh, the day before yesterday. We used the the meeting engagement rules, which is they say it's for match play, but honestly, it's it's super fun. I would encourage people to to, to definitely play around with it and experiment with it because um, I think it, it adds a lot of flavor to the game. And the way meeting engagement rules is you, you roll two two d six. Let me just find the page here. For so they can like follow along at home. If you have the rule book. So I think it's under matched play. Yeah, meeting engagement, page 84. Um so the way this works is you first have to figure out like what level you're playing at. So let's say you're playing at um just the very smallest level skirmish, which is what probably most people are gonna have right now. And actually skirmish, like you can until they ball super hard and we've got like six warlords on the table. Absolutely. So I was playing at skirmish and I had a warlord, a reaver, and two warhounds. So that you can put a lot of fucking titans on the table and still be, um, you know, in the skirmish quote unquote seven hundred to twelve fifty um, battle rating. Let me ask you something before I forget. Yeah. Do you suspect that when Titan Death comes out, we're going to get the rules for the Emperor class? Because there's an Emperor class on the cover of the Titan. Yeah. Death. I don't. I don't know. Um, I, want I want it real bad. It's coming. Like it's definitely coming. Um, 
you know, like the warmonger class uh, is coming, but I don't think we'll see it right away. I think we've got to like, people have to have time to like sit and digest these rules. And I'm sure that plastic kit will be fucking insane. So it's, it's gotta be like stompa sized. Yeah. Which right now is games workshops, largest plastic kit. So, Mm. I mean, for them to put the time and effort and money into designing an Imperator class Titan is going to be, I, I think we'll see it because I think Titan, I think Adeptus Titanicus is doing phenomenally well, but I think we won't see it at, you know, when's Titan death coming out, like in two months, a month. I don't know. Soon. I'm thirsty for it though. Oh, it's coming out soon, man. I mean, we could find out, but yeah, no, I don't think we'll see it right away. Um, but that said, so, so Michael and I played um, the meeting engagement objectives, the mission objectives. The way this works is you take two dice and you roll both of them, and then you find out what your mission objective is, and you pick one, right? So you you pick one of two, um, and then right. if you're if you're over points, so there's this underdog margin, right? So I was I was over the underdog margin. The underdog margin was 150 points. So Michael was playing, um, I think he was playing like 200 points down, right? Um, which is not that big a deal because at 200 points down, you get some strategy points, strategy points, right? And then also playing playing down, playing, um under the underdog margin, right, made me have to announce my mission objective. So he knew what my mission was, but I did not know what his was. His was secret, which allowed, he rolled um, fucking Vital Cargo. So he was able to get his mission off with Vital Cargo by basically, you know, secretly writing down one of his Warhound Titans and then getting it off of my deployment edge. So he was able to score victory points on that. Had I known, I would have obliterated that Titan, right? Like I would have totally focused fired on that Warhound and, um, and, you know, made sure that he didn't score 15 victory points for that. So I think there's a lot of strategy in playing down, which I think is fun because it's, it's, it's like an anti arms race, you know? Yeah. Like the, um, yeah. like who's the, uh, who's, who's, bringing the least amount of points to give themselves an intelligence advantage. Yeah, absolutely. You're getting your, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really cool, man. Um, I, I definitely look forward to playing some more games with, uh, those rules. Yeah. Yeah. But the hobby one that I'm having is for my, uh, my second Legio. I can't decide between Legio Critus the God Breakers. Yeah. Or I discovered that half of Legio Metallica, the Iron Skulls, turned traitor. Wow. Really? And I always had this I always had this kind of like fun idea in my head of doing Legio Metallica Titans and uh, naming them all after uh, Metallica songs, which would have been funny to me. Because Metallica songs, like some other titles, are pretty good for Titans. Perfect. Phantom yeah. Lord, Creeping Death, so on and so forth. Oh my god, that'd be yeah. amazing. No, that'd be and really I thought cool. about it, and I was like, I mean, on the one hand, I have to admit that I like Metallica. Uh, which I guess now it's, it's, it's recorded for the whole world to know. Sorry, Mom. Uh... Is that, that's not like a bad it's thing, not the though, best right? Thing. Like, they're, they're like a good band. It's not the best. No? Thing. If I may take a brief tangent, uh, I maintain that Metallica only has two good albums, and it's Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning. Everything else is various levels of garbage, with like little. What about the black the no, black album? Listen to it. Like I like some of the songs off the black album, just like I like some of the songs off of uh, Justice for All. But for the most part, like Metallica has yeah, more. Was mediocre to bad albums than they do good albums. And I will go on record right now saying it. Master of Puppets is criminally overrated. Yeah, I, 
I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, when the Black Album came out, I was 14 years old, and it was that was fucking huge. That was huge, dude. I, I mean, they were. I, I think, you know, when people talk about Metallica, and they like, I know this just sounds like conceited, but like when they weren't there, you know, it's like it's a different thing, man. Like when you weren't there, you know, when Nine Inch Nails was doing its thing, it's different. It's fucking different, man. It's like I wasn't around when the Grateful Dead were like rocking out and doing you know fucking massive lsd parties like i wasn't i was yeah i wasn't there right so it's 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 just kind of like pretentious for me to be like yeah the grateful dead man you know it's like but but i was there when the fucking black album dropped and i was there you know it was it was i was there at the front lines man it's real um I don't know. I think I think Metallica is a great band. I think for for what they did in their time, it, they are they're fucking legends. So anyway, that's all. I don't know how the uh, fuck we got on that. Metallica naming Metallica Titans after Metallica songs. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> just the fourth yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Uh, so I thought that would be kind of cool, and I thought, well, I know that the half of Metallica that fell to chaos specifically fell to corn. Uh so I might be I might I mean, be waiting appropriate. For, a, for a chaos titan conversion kit to come out before I pull the trigger on that. But the Phantom Lord will rise. He will walk. It will be glorious. Uh really exactly. I just kinda want to do what we discussed very briefly in the in our AT chat of an entire maniple of punching titans. Yeah. Full stride Every yeah. turn, running up the board until I'm in range to charge. So, so let's talk about that, man. Because I think, I think melee titans, right? So, giving a, I'll just say a warlord. I mean, but could you could easily say a reaver, right? A close combat weapon, like on on the initial examination you're like why would you do that right you're taking away something you're taking away firepower mm-hmm. right which in this game you're like oh that's so that's a, that's yeah, a huge it's what tax. i've always wondered like in standard games why would you why would you replace one of your titans ranged d weapons with a close combat d weapon it right the mind however Hey, Let's Austin. Yeah, we're talking some AT. Fucking finally, dude. Get the fuck out of your little simulation war game world. All right, one, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine with my fiance. <laughs> Two, fair. I keep that's fucking forgetting fair. that we've changed the recording night. That's fair. That's fair. No um, excuse. Flagellate yourself. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were showing up in the... Uh, in I the reckon... Thing- I recognize my failing. We'll be sure to correct it. His, yeah, whatever, whatever that world building game you got going on, you were showing. Up. Oh, Stellaris. Yeah, 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 it it was on and paused because, well, I I do that sometimes. It's fair, fair. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to mean to insinuate. <laughs> Spending yeah, time with, with your fiance is 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 way more important than whatever we're talking about. If anybody asks her, yes. <laughs> this, this, next question: Does she listen to the podcast? What? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, you're safe. You're good. I'm we're no good. fool. <laughs> All right. Um, no, we were just Austin. We were just debating um, the validity of arming your titans with close combat weapons. Ah, ah. Um. So my thought on this is for for reavers, I I think you could almost go double punchy. Like wow! You could really? double fist a reaver. So so think about it. So if I have uh, a knight a knight banner, yeah, and uh, say one of those new glorious close combatty knight banners that'll be coming out uh, here in a week. Yeah. And I have a double punchy reaver. Uh, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> like, yeah. like that, that seems concerning. Uh, I don't know if it would actually work. And so like, so let's say you do a, a Venator maniple or something. Well, you're like an Axiom maniple, right? Cause with a Venator, you're not getting the bonus, the bonus shots. If your reaver has double fists, 
But if you have an Axiom Maniple, just, you know, uh, a Warlord, a Reaver with double fist, and two Warhounds, and a couple of Night Banners in support, I think that could be kind of terrifying. Um, and of Oof. course, one one fist is just fun. Like I, I think that's a like two fists is a little ridiculous. One fist on a reaver, I think, is a very valid configuration. Uh, and I've thought about a fist on a warlord. Uh, a fist on a warlord for defensive measures. Exactly. Like that's a little. I don't think they're killing anybody that doesn't really want to get killed yeah. uh, with a warlord power <laughs> fist. Your Warhounds are awfully close. Here's, uh, like, a whole Bolter magazine, and now I'm gonna squish you. Yeah, like, that's a problem, right? Like, when Dave would be played the other day, my, my Warhound got behind your Warlord for a couple of turns, and you just kind of had no choice but to let it murder you, because what was your Warlord gonna do about it? Like, fuck all. <laughs> it's really hard to turn a Warlord. I will just say that right now. Um, and so, yeah, I, absolutely. I think it's valid. I think arming Reavers and Warlords uh, with with melee weapons, close combat weapons, is valid for a number of reasons, right? Get, if you get within melee, which is two inches in this game, you get under Void Shields, which on a Warlord is so powerful. It's so powerful. It's a bad day for that Warlord. Yeah, it's a bad day for that Warlord, because Warlord Void Shields really don't go down. I mean, it's really hard to concentrate enough fire to bring a Warlord's Void Shields down. Um, you got to really dedicate a couple of turns to that. Yep. But if you get under its Void Shields, all of a sudden shit gets real, right? Because now, now, you're, now you can do called shots for no penalty um, with a melee weapon, right? So with a melee weapon, you can do called shots for no penalty. With a non-melee weapon, what is it, Austin? It's, it's minus one, uh, right? Minus two. Is it even with e even within... Minus... So, oh, for for a... Uh, so within two inches? Yeah. God. I think it's your weapon... I'm on a weapon... podcast, so I can't do it. I want to say, say that it's, it's your weapon skill, but it's only minus one. I want to say that you can't do it. With with the non melee weapon, you can't do a targeted shot. I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna look it so, up. We'll come back. We'll come back. I'm gonna yeah. look it up right now. I got I got my book right here. I got my book okay. right here. While you're right. while you're doing that, I will posit that fists are done best in one of two combinations: one titan with one fist, ready to like find threats and punch them until they stop being threats, or all of your titans having all of their fists. <laughs> we know what you want to do, well, Steven. I mean, that's that's a standard like gaming thing, right? Everything's sort of rock, paper, scissors. Uh, it's like having an all-assault army in 30k. Is it the absolute best thing? Uh, usually not. Like it was, well, uh, But it'll, like, um, it'll confuse the shit out of people. What are you going like, to do? Just like Dave said, it's hard to bring down a Warlord's Void Shields. Mm -hmm. So, like, imagine if you're opponent is running a Myrmidon has three warlords, all of them kitted out for grabbing other warlords and taking them apart in face-to-face -face man fighting. So I, I will disagree with you there because if, if you have three warlords decked out for, for punching stuff to death and I'm running a Venator Maniple, you're just never getting within range to charge me. I mean, that's true. Like, obviously, there's the rock, paper, scissors thing you talked about. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you're not kitted out properly, what can you really do other than kite this unstoppable wave of Robo Mike Tysons? If you what do, do you that, Steven... Behind a building, please, crash just went through it. Please magnetize the arms if you do that. Um, I personally... <laughs> first of all, I magnetize everything, you know... <laughs> Uh, second of all, I the, I've been thinking about this more and more. The mechanics of Titan fists bother me so much that I don't think I can actually enjoy using them. Which is a really, really stupid thing to get hung up on. That like, because if you look at a Reaver, its shoulder joint doesn't have any up and down pivoting. Like it's all. Uh, 
it's all on the x-axis. There's no y-axis for the Reaver's fist. So the best that a Reaver can hope for is clinch that fist and pivot at the waist and just try and like bludgeon stuff that's at the same height. The idea that a Titan can reach out, grab another Titan's head, and pull it off is absurd. All right, well, since you've killed the joy on that, yeah, uh, God, dude. I have I have an answer, and I was wrong. And Dave also appears to be incorrect. Uh, <laughs> and I think this comes down to Titanicus not actually having a close combat, right? Like, I, yeah, I like, do it all the time. It doesn't have an assault phase. There's no such thing as being in melee with anybody. You're either close enough to be under the shields, or you're not. Everything else, the targeting, everything is exactly the same. So why I was thinking it wasn't possible to do called shots is because I was remembering uh, when my warlord was close enough. Because uh, to do a called shot, it is minus two to hit. uh, And then you can't make a targeted attack if you needed a seven or better to roll. Right? So a warlord has a melee of a uh, close combat value of five. Unless it has a fist, it can't do targeted attacks because none of its weapons give bonuses at close range. So it would need a, the two bellicoses would need sevens. You can't do it. Ergo, you can't make a targeted attack with them. Because a, a warlord's weapon skill is, what, five? Yeah. Warlord's weapon skill is five. But if you have the fist, right, the Arioch fist that's coming out, mm-hmm. right, you can do a targeted attack with that at no cost. Because at no melee. cost, and I will remind the listeners, the fists and claws seem to universally be plus two to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so instead of flailing about, like, trying to beat somebody with the side of your Bellicosa cannon needing fives, you can just do call shots and rip someone's head off, needing like threes. Which becomes really fucking valid for a warlord if you think you're gonna get, you know, um, you know, just piled in on by by a thousand knights, or or even if you're running your warlord hot, right, and you're gonna like mm-hmm. front front line your warlord, and he's just gonna be up there and taking a lot of fire. Um, I think it's valid. I think it's valid for a reaver. Um, Again, because they're like I don't know if you guys have played around with uh, some of the more expensive stratagems, uh, but I played a four-point stratagem against Michael on my last game, uh, which was outflank. So outflank actually is a stratagem. It's a variable point stratagem. It's half the points of whatever you're outflanking. So it's based on the scale. So you could outflank a warlord. It would just be five stratagem to do that. Um, so with a Reaver, you can outflank him. And the way that works is he comes in um, on uh, one of the neutral board edges, and the first turn, you basically say what board edge he's coming in. In the second turn, he shows up. In the movement phase, he can't be given orders, but you can put him anywhere, and then he can activate normally. So it's really, really powerful. Um, like you could be, you could be in your opponent's deployment zone turn two. Um, <laughs> with, with a warlord, no less. With a fucking warlord for five stratagem, which is not unreasonable. Stephen and I were already talking about like when you start using the big games, you're you're given stratagems to play with, and then if the opponent is using specific legio rules, you're also given more stratagems to play with. So yeah, if I, you're not. Yeah. Uh, which which I think is really cool because like for me I did my own legio uh, just because I already had one that I'd made up when I was playing epic and it didn't matter uh, and I'm a sucker for continuation and I was I was a little concerned when they were you know they're gonna do legion specific rules it, it was obvious and like I don't mind taking somebody else's rule and like being like, oh yeah, well this is my own legion, but I'm running you know Tempestus or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would just assume you were gonna run a like, Audax rules when they get released, or you know the the next closest thing, the Warhound Legion rules. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel like I don't have to. Right. Yeah. Like 
like unlike playing like Space Marines in 40k or even even in 30k like in 30k I feel like if you're not bringing like if you're not having a legion specific rule set you just bring in you know this is the second legion Space Marines hooray what the fuck are you doing right if you're not playing like a right of war yeah 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 like you're you're not you're just gonna severely handicap yourself uh, and I think Titanicus has done a great job of balancing that. Like, yeah, you know, do your do your DIY Legion. Don't use any of the Legion-specific rules, because you get, you know, two stratagem points, which is enough to just bring down a bombardment on somebody. Well, that, no, you're absolutely right, Austin. And, and Steven and I were talking about this a little bit, too, before. Um, have you played with any of the meeting engagement uh, rules? So, I... Like- at this point, no. I've just been playing straight. Like, let's deploy and butcher each other. Yeah, it's really good. I, I mean, Michael and I uh, played using those, and it adds so much flavor to it. And the other thing that's really cool about that is, so you have these, um, you know, you have these objectives that you have to accomplish to get victory points, and then you also have secondary objectives. Um, but if you're, if you're, quote unquote under the underdog margin so depends on what scale you're playing at but for a skirmish if you're under 150 points so if there's 150 points difference between you and your other your opponent you have to announce your um objective you know out loud and so the other person knows what you're trying to do but if you but if you are the underdog you don't you can keep it secret and I love that. Like that's it, one of the things I loved about Epic so much, is that you can have objectives that your opponent, like within broad strokes, they know what you're doing, but they don't know the thing you're trying to do to win the game. And like I, I just think that's a great mechanic for for wargaming in general. Well, like uh, like Dave said, there's kind of like a an anti arms race going on where like yeah, you could load up on points and and have all the big guns and the big titans, but you could undercut your opponent and have the intelligence advantage. Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, X-Wing. Uh, and I, I haven't been, at, been in the tournament scene or really played that game for quite some time. Um, but, it's you know, it's... A, that no one plays like Warmaster? Shut your mouth. <laughs> it's, 100, it's 100 points, but if you have fewer points than your opponent, you can choose who moves and shoots first. Like, yeah. that's a pretty solid deal. And what people would end up doing is they'd make like, you know, I got a 97 point list because I, you know, I'm willing to drop a couple of upgrade cards to go first and do whatever I want. So you kind of started seeing an arms race of who could bring the least points while also having the best list. Uh, Yeah, I love that. Will Titanicus get us there? I don't know, but it makes you feel less bad about it, right? I'll tell you who's going to have the least amount of points anytime that I'm playing, and it's my opponent, because I'm bringing three warlords decked out, because three <laughs> warlords decked out is what my god has told me is the coolest. Is, Steve, uh, is, which, is that which one was to... that? Was that Corn or uh, Nurgle or Corn? Yes. Um, the other thing we did, uh, Austin, which is which is totally cool, uh, is we picked our princeps senioris traits. So in the rulebook, it says specifically you can roll randomly, or if you and your opponent agree, you can just pick one, which I fucking love because it's like, yeah, man, maybe this one is going to favor my strategy and my tactics, or maybe I'm just more comfortable with this overall. Um, and I know when, when people get into like the Legion specific rules, there are, it opens up another sort of, um, it just, you know, selection of, of, uh, senior, uh, princeps rules. So I really like that. I mean, what I kind of wonder in regards to that is cause there's the, uh, there's the Tempestus versus Mortis scenario play in the, mm-hmm. in the stock rule book. And it gives Princeps Camulos and Princeps Calavario their own, like, Princeps Warlord traits. I mean, if if somebody's rolling a Mortis game or a Mortis list and they want to take, yeah, go for it. Go for it all day. Yeah, well, what I wonder is if maybe as 
Titanicus's or as like the various Titan battles kind of get fleshed out, or if game if, uh, Games Workshop, yeah, not Black Library, is going to dip into like uh, the the black, not the black books, uh, the novels mm-hmm. for more details because like Camulos and Calaverio are both in Mechanicum. I wonder if we're gonna get sort of quote unquote legendary princeps who have, you know, like special characters like we have for, for 40k or 30k uh, who have their own warlord traits. And their own That'd be cool. That, that would be cool. I, I definitely... Princeps by name to like know who they might be other than the two that I just said. I would like to see famous engines though. Yeah. Something sick. where like, hey, if you do a... Uh... Oh, what do they call it when you try to stop the Titan from taking over? Uh, machine spirit thing. Awakened machine spirit. Yeah, like when you do an awakened machine spirit test, you know, you're at a my, you're at like a plus three on that because it's such a what an old and famous machine. Mm-hmm. But instead of rolling on the chart, it does like one of these two more awesome things. <laughs> well, uh, Camulos actually, his princeps were great. Is that anytime? Uh, he awakens the machine spirit. He can vol- pass or fail the test. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And you can pick the results. Yeah. So that's Camulose. just free shots all day. Yeah, Camulos is a badass. And then Calaverio is something like, I don't know. He's, I forget what Calaverio is, but he's not as cool as Camulos. Uh, reroll command checks. And for his Titan... Reroll location dice. Yeah, that that I like. As a, calling the machine spirit. It's not as it's not as evocative as that, but rerolling your location dice is pretty sweet, it right? Because you're just never going to do called shots with them. Yeah. And you're just going to blow people to hell. That body hit, and you just keep hitting legs, or you just head. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I would absolutely love to see uh, uh, D as array, you know, get rules because. Mm-hmm. It's easily the most famous Titan setting. Yeah, and so they're they're doing Beta Garmin next. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, do they go straight to Terra? Because if they go straight to Terra, the answer you're gonna you're gonna start seeing uh, maybe here's how to dedicate your Titan to a Chaos God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to. Maybe not all four, but I know there was some heavily Nurgle legion or uh, legios. Oh, yeah, Mortis was all Nurgle down at the time. Yeah, the they the they went straight to eleven time. real quick. Uh, Metallica <laughs> really was the half of Metallica that fell was also Cornate uh, by yeah. the time they got to Terra. Hey Austin, I think and Steven, I think we would be remiss if we did not talk about the new Night Banner, and uh, it's very cool. Get a know house. a lot of people. Knights aren't as cool as Titans. There are yeah, a where couple. Is Jason? I know we do need Jason on here. Um, there are a couple things we have not been doing with knights, uh, and I want to make sure that we clear the clear the record up um, because knights are good, and knights are just getting better. And I think that people need to know how to deal with knights um, because I don't want the impression that knights are just going to like overpower the game, right? No, so knights can hit warlords in the head. That ought- Right. Yeah. So the two things I know that I have been forgetting to, I don't have knights right now, but I will be getting them. But I know that the two things I've been forgetting to tell my opponent who runs knights to do is on page 47, shaken banners, right? So that you absolutely have to do that. So each time a knight is removed from a banner, a banner must make a command check. If it is failed, the banner is shaken. It immediately loses any orders, and an order dice is showed. Sh- an order dice showing the shutdown symbol is placed on its command terminal to show that it is shaken. Shaken banners subtract three inches from their speed and will suffer a minus one to all hit rolls. When the banner is activated in the issue order step of the next strategy phase, make a command roll for the shaken banner. If it is passed, remove the dice. Otherwise, it stays where it is. In either case, the banner cannot be issued orders. So this is really important in terms of how you select banners in the combat phase, Um, like how you target them. You want to target them before they go. 
so they suffer the maximum effect of this and then you want to make sure that in the next phase you know they're basically not getting any any order so they won't be able to charge etc um that's really important the other thing austin that i found is critical hit right so yeah. when an um when a banner suffers a critical hit it loses two structure points when one then then one knight in the banner is destroyed right we know that but check this out i have not been doing this if the banner has one structure point or no structure points left when a critical hit when it suffers a critical hit two knights in the banner are destroyed instead i did know that that second part yeah well, I, I haven't playing with the like shaken banners but yes yeah. i did know the catastrophic hit thing cuz that's and that's why I think these new knights are going to be so good, because you're always getting that save against the catastrophic damage. So Against the hits that could potentially be catastrophic damage. Sure, so like the Bellicosa cannon. So let's, let's talk about that, right? So, so if you guys um, haven't seen the new Serastis uh, Knight Banner Terminal, I guess, that's probably not the command terminal, right? Serastis Command Terminal. Um, it has rules for a... Knight Lancer, and if you if you basically if you equip a Knight Lancer, um, if you if you buy a Knight Lancer as part of a banner, then it adds plus one to your void sh ion shield save. Is that correct? Yes. Which we had a very interesting conversation about today, and I think the consensus was even for weapons that are strength 10 and above, it still gives you, if you're running, what, uh, anything over three knights, right? It still gives you a six plus save. Yes. And and you get that six up save regard, like anytime you see that dash, you'd get a six up save. Right. Oh, anytime you see the dash. So yeah, 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 you're yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, not it's, just strength ten or better. It's you know you got one knight, you take like what a strength eight or nine hit. Normally, like a normal knight would just be hit, but these guys get a little save, trying to be heroes. Yeah, no, you're 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 right. So it's anytime you see the dash, anytime you wouldn't get a save. So for one knight, that would be a strength eight. For two knights, it would be a strength nine. For three plus knights, it would be a strength ten and above. Uh, you replace the dash with a six. I think that's that was the consensus, right? Yes. But you wouldn't you wouldn't replace the second dash, right? So like one knight taking a strength ten plus hit would not get a six up because there's just nothing there, right? It's like three nothings. Sorry, I don't say know. That, say that one more time. So I'm looking at the Serastis knight banner right now, and under ion shields, it's got the the sort of the X, Y axis, right? So uh -huh. if you have one knight in the banner um, on a attack strength one to six, you would have five up. Uh, on a attack strength seven, you'd have a six up. On an attack eight, you'd have a dash. Mm -hmm. On an attack, uh, attack strength nine, you'd have a dash. Uh, and then, and then, yeah. All yeah. that goes all that goes to six. Sorry, all I, was, I was trying to find the best. Yeah, because so, and I'm taking this year oh, wow. Yeah. Um, again, like based on what it says in the Warhammer community article, so I, I have that up now. So it talks a little bit about the Serestus. Here's the Knight Banner um, command terminal, and then it goes, they're tougher with an extra structure points over Castorus, Brethren, and Ion Gauntlet shields that improve their save roll by one, meaning they get at least a six up against any weapon. The Serastis Knights will stick around longer to do damage. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm looking at that to say that that dash goes to six up. Um, I know, like, that I don't consider that foolproof. If GW or Forge World or somebody came out, you know, tomorrow, a month from now, and said, well, we, we really just meant, you know, where there's that first dash, that becomes a six. So, like, one knight taking a strength 10 hit still doesn't get a save. Or, you know, hey, if it's a dash, you don't get a save, but that six up becomes a five up. I would totally understand that. But for me, as someone who doesn't plan on taking any nights because it's a big boy <laughs> game with big boy war machines. Yeah, uh, I think that's, that's have no place here. 
I think that should be the kind of standard the default reading, reading of it until proven otherwise. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair, man. Um, yeah, I think that's totally fair. I mean, because just bellicose and night bellicose cannons against knights is it's rough. It's rough life. Um, yeah, that that's how I used to deal with them, and uh, yeah, it got me three a turn. Like if there's a six banner running around, boop. You know, I've hit one twice, and I've probably clipped at least one more. And uh, what you need like twos or threes or something. like the catastrophic hits go real quick. Yeah, and it just is a bad time. Yeah, it really is. And and and, and you know the the thing that the Serastus Knight banner does it add structure points? Are there more yes. structure? Yeah. So there's one more structure point on these guys uh, than the other ones. Yeah. Which is super handy. It is super handy, but it still doesn't get you through that. If you only have one or none left and you take a critical hit, you're still losing two. Yeah, but what it does is if you take, you know, a point of damage, a critical, and a devastating, yeah. that doesn't kill two that doesn't kill two knights. And it seems like a ton of damage, and it just doesn't you know, you get your one. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important. In this game, the way you take damage, you have to take it from the least to the most, right? Austin? Uh, and this yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just as, as a rule of thumb, what happens when you do your damage roll, your to wound roll, uh, you start with the lowest die. You know, one always does nothing. And then you say, okay, if this is a strength 10 gun, uh, and I see I got a two. That means twelve on these guys. It's a direct hit. So you add that one first, and then you know working your way up. So this came up in in my game against Michael, and I think we did it right. But let me just check with you because I think all damage you 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 do it from the the least to the most amount of mm -hmm. damage, but you don't you don't take in any types of additional damage that might happen on the track like so no, if you're no you did that yeah. right yeah okay good so, yeah. so if if you're at you know you've done a couple of devastating hits and suddenly you're at that oh you should be doing plus one to damage that doesn't apply to whatever die is next that might still be a devastating whatever right um same if thing it's, it's just like the shields right you yeah took 12 hits on your four up well you get 12 four ups and you know Hopefully you still fail all of them because I can only wish your engine death. But even if you took 12 hits um, and you still had shields, none of that damage would go through. It would just drop your shields. Yep. Yep. Um, and like real talk, I think that's more just to keep the rules mechanics smooth and to stop people from, you know, like, like when you have that one guy in Artificer Armor in the front of your squad. Yeah. Oh, you've taken 20 wounds. Well, let me roll 20 dice individually until he fails. Yeah, I think that's, that's more of a speed up the game than a like how it really would work. Hope you can hear my air quotes, uh, but I think it's a solid rule. Just I makes do too. Things go much quicker. It makes things go way way quicker, and it and it makes you think about what weapon you want to target the void shields with, which is thematic, right? You target the mm -hmm. void shields with your, you know, your lower strength, you know, your your higher rate of fire, apocalypse missile launcher, etc. Right? You, you do. But there yeah. are times, there are times when you're like, man, that thing's already limping. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use the Bellicosa to drop the one shield it has <laughs> because the 10 shots with the missile launcher are getting me plus three. You know, like I've made that call before. It, it's a lot of fun that it's there's there's very few automatic moves. In there Titanicus. are. There are. Right. Absolutely. Everything's everything is a is a is a risk benefit analysis. And uh I love the optional rule to overload the voids. I've used that so many times to save a Titan that is on like, I don't know, what, what's the worst that a, a Reaver can go to? I think it's a four up, right? Like a four up void shield save. But you know, you've only got one more void and you know that you're facing like. Yeah, three. it's going to be a five up and you're just yeah. not going to pass it. It's just laser destructors up the ass after, yeah. right? And so you just overload the voids. You're like, what, what? So, so my voids collapse indefinitely if I roll a one. Oh well, like, you know. What are, what are the odds <laughs> that's gonna matter? <laughs> exactly. And so you do it. And so you just, you know, you tell the tech priest in the back to like, you know, just fucking uh, cross the streams, man. <laughs> it's gonna get real. Um, but yeah, no, that's what makes this game great, man.
So good. So good. So I don't know. Who's getting the uh, Who's getting the new sprue? You getting the new sprue, Steven? The, the new warlord. The new. The, yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That that head is the one that I want. I wanted for at least one of my my warlords. Um, my command warlord. It's gonna have the Mars Alpha head. I think is called with the like the portcullis grill. Yeah, that's a sexy head, man. That one is for um. Uh, Domina Aritas Sepulchris. Domina Altris, what? Sepulchris. Uh, <clears throat> Domina Aritas Sepulchris. Which, uh, in dumb Imperial faux Latin, is a Lady of Black Graves. Ooh, love it. Yeah, dude. but you don't need a PhD to speak dumb Imperial Latin. <laughs> It's true. You All don't. you need, kids, is Google Translate. Yep. Yep. Uh, Austin and I actually just put in a plates for our Titans, so I had to uh, quickly finally settle on names for all. I know you guys are way ahead of me, man. I wanted to get in on that, but I re- like to need a good name for my award. I haven't decided. Uh, yeah, I was surprised you didn't get in on it. I know. Um, Will, oh, and can we do shout outs? Are we doing that? I don't know these people. I haven't actually gotten the stuff yet, um, but all I've seen of it has been glorious. Versatile Terrain, they're the guys we're getting our nameplates from. They got 20% off uh, for the rest of November. So by the time you guys hear this, you got like a day. <laughs> you got like less than 24 hours. Get yeah, on. like figure it out. <laughs> um, but it seems really cool. Like I'm super stoked. I actually ordered another another one extra for uh, the big bad in my Ink 28 campaign just because I think it's badass. Yeah, they are sexy. They are sexy. Yeah. They, they, like, they basically they clip on the base, right? So they're your, your, war, they're your Titan's name in not gothic. So, yeah, they, they got a bunch of different like fonts and stuff that you can choose from. But yeah, it goes across the front. Uh, and for all the ones I got, uh, and I'm sorry, Stephen, if you didn't want this, but you do. Uh, they also come with a firing arc, like notch in them. Really? Oh, that's handy as fuck. Yeah. Why would I not want that? Exactly. That's why I didn't bother to ask you. I did the thing. That is sick. I, I had been planning on uh, painting my little firing arc templates as like Auspex readers, which I thought was going to be kind of cool. Awesome. But uh, yeah, so it'll, as long as you line them up, you know center on your base you'll have your firing arcs already on there which is sweet yeah yeah no it's it's a huge part of the game man um you know making sure that you uh have the movement you need to and the firing arc because you know those firing arcs are not uh they're not as big as people think and so no they're not intuitive they're not intuitive at all because yeah like on a round base, it's really easy. You go all right to 45 degrees and just cut a chunk in it. And when you start doing that with the oval bases, I just am wrong all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have yeah. any other way to explain it. I just keep fucking up. Yeah. Uh, but in answer, to your, in answer to your question, Dave, I'm absolutely getting that sprue. Um, I, I really hope that the weapon frame comes out pretty close to the same time as the actual like warlord with the sun furies does yeah because i just bought a warlord from you and less than a month later games workshops like hey here's that thing you yeah right uh so i think this is a january thing right the the sprue just the sprue somebody was like within a week or two somebody posted a picture that's just the titan it was like a retailer what I might end up doing is just saving the Titan off of Oh, Dave. no. You know what? I, I saw what you were looking at, Dave, and I yeah. think what that's referring to, because it's just like Titan accessories, right? Right. right. Like Titanicus accessories. I think that's the sprue in the kit that has like the little tokens for the command terminals and the arcs and the objective things. Okay. I think it's that. I, again, could be wrong, um, but that seems like Titanicus accessories to me. Whereas, like, Sun Fury Annihilator and all of that would be, like, Warlord Upgrade Sprue. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because that thing is only, like, what, 15, 
bucks. Yes. Yeah. That's not good. You're not you're not getting it for fifteen bucks, guys. I'm or even gonna, even twenty. I'm just go ahead and use the the warlord that I bought for you, Dave, and start Legiocritus, or at least build it for Legiocritus. Uh, same thing with that other reaver. Because man, that other reaver head looks cool. Also, that chain the chain fist looks yeah. sick too. Yeah, it right? does. Not yeah. that I accept the chain fist way more than I accept the power fist. By the way, because it's a lot easier to hack and saw with a chain fist than yeah. it is to just bludgeon with a standard fist. You're not wrong, even though I really want you to be wrong. Such is life. Uh, can't have everything. But you're right. That that new reaver head is fantastic. With the little like tusks, like little tusks. Every yeah. freaking trader legio is gonna have those. You better believe it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm regretting having put on the not tusked head on my command reaver already, but I could just <laughs> pop it off because it's only super glued on there. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 good, man. And and that and so that that's bringing me to my next point is some of the um the meeting the meeting engagements that we talked about the. There is an objective token that comes in the. Um, I know it came in the Grandmaster Edition. It probably comes in the the one with all the little tokens that you can get now. The little broken warlord head. Yeah, it's the broken warlord head. Do you know what right. that's for? That's for the. Uh, it's for the mission, right? Yeah, it's for the. Crew. Yeah, retrieve the crew. That is that. That's what that's for. So very sexy. And I've also got some yeah. Mark One epic officers that are just like guardsmen standing there. Moderati. It's awesome. So good. Oh, Austin, I know we, we should talk about. I would be remiss if we did not mention this. Um, the the Civitas terrain and playing with the optional uh, building destroyed rules. Yes. So this is awesome. Um, it does... So I, I really feel like they should be used in conjunction with the stray shot rule. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to, obviously, uh, but but it will add some time because every miss, you then start, you know, rolling to hit the things in line between you and your target. Um, but when you do, you can blow up the buildings, and that's fucking awesome. It um, really is, yeah. The the letter of the law in the rulebook, which I was just looking at again, is that any building that is straight up destroyed uh, gets removed and replaced with difficult terrain. Uh, however, I am building all of mine kind of half ruined, and I like so it. Uh, my thought was, I built all of my buildings with a specific goal in mind. So like the the first one I did. Uh, the whole version is big enough to perfectly hide a reaver. So the destroyed version doesn't hide the reaver anymore. Right? Like the top yeah. story is gone. There's about half of the bottom story left and it kind of like slopes into rubble. Um, and that's going to be sort of how I'm, how I'm looking at it. Like I've got a big old building that can hide a warlord. Uh, it's destroyed version we'll be able to get like maybe partial cover to a reaver by the time I'm done with it. Uh, the one story buildings are going to have a little bit of one story like up and left, but it's just going to be blown to pieces. Um, and I like it. They obviously did the replace with difficult terrain just and kudos to GW just so you don't have to buy twice the amount of terrain to make, you know, a ruined version of every building. Yeah. Um, but mine, I feel, is a little bit more flavorful and cool. Oh, yours is gorgeous, man. It's just super labor-intensive. Like, I, I I can't imagine doing a whole 4x4 four four board of, like, perfectly fine building, and then, you know... Uh, it, it's, yeah. a labor, it's a labor of love. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Like, my, my buddy John Hartman, uh, he's done some beautiful, beautiful Adeptus Titanicus terrain that's just straight. He's done, like... 18 inch square tiles. Um, and he's got like flavellas and wire and all sorts of insanity. Uh, and I kind of looked at that and was like, that is kick ass. But I yeah. play on a gaming mat, so all of my buildings are going to be individual. Um, 
so yeah, no, all all of my 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 idea when I started to make the destroyed buildings was each of these buildings would be really awesome to play six millimeter like kill team on. That's the goal. <laughs> six millimeter kill team. Yeah. Yeah. So that so I've got a bunch of like <laughs> Z scale I beams and a whole bunch of like you saw I was a madman and like took some took like a receipt and very carefully exacto knifed out like pieces of paper sized oh, yeah. tiny little sprinkled that through yeah i've been having a blast with it you gotta you got we gotta get some of these pictures up on uh on the page we'll try to get some pictures up on the page before we uh we put this on air so patrick note to uh note to you my friend yeah, get some do awesome. more work <laughs> to work uh yeah, no, but so I played with um, the the optional rules for destroying buildings. I did not play with stray shots, but um, it was it was epic. It was like we used the the paper uh, drop zone commander buildings, mm-hmm. which which are fine, and and then we just replaced them with craters, and it was it was way way more cinematic uh than i would uh have thought and and my warlord just went into full city planner mode and <laughs> fucking you know re developing uh, yeah it's just it was, a, it was a redevelopment project um it was awesome uh, i i do like it and it opens up not only is it cinematic but it opens up a whole new range of tactical options right yeah like do I want to come around the building at you? Do I want to waste turns doing that? Or do I just want to blow through the building and then kill But if I blow through the building and your warlord turns around, I'd probably rather have it, like, in between you and my, like, that and my reaver. Uh, so, yeah, I, oh, yeah, this game is so good. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I was thinking of doing the Civitas terrain and then the ruined Civitas terrain would be very ruined. So I'm thinking like it would go from maybe two or three stories to like a half a story. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to optimize it so I wouldn't have to spend a lot on the ruined stuff. And I think you could, I, there's ways to do it, man, right? Like you don't have to build a whole uh, footprint, right? Like the, the footprint, you could be a half a footprint, right? And then so you could get two ruined structures for one, basically, right? Yeah, and then, you know, yeah. the other half is just like rubble or whatever. Yeah. Um, you can also do some interesting things if you, you know, if you're just looking to destroy it, maybe you build a wall section and then just cast that because you're going to knock off the top two-thirds of that anyway. That'd be sexy. So then you just have this constant stream because that's like making this other one like it pained me a little bit because I had I was using the big sections, uh, which you don't get a ton of. Yeah. And I was cutting like seven eighths of it and just leaving that one eighth in the bottom. And it was just like, ah, uh, it's for the detail. But what the fuck am I going to do with this other huge piece that I just ruined? So, yeah, I. it's a good thing yeah. I picked up a couple of Grandmaster. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that Grandmaster edition. I mean, value for money. God, man, has anyone actually priced that out? It's it's such a good deal. It's dumb. It's, it's dumb. dumb. Deal. It's dumb. Get them if they're still around in your local community. Just get them. You won't be sorry. Yeah. At the very least, you could hold on to them for five years and uh, sell them that. Yeah, true. If you if you've ever bothered to look at the uh, the like resell community for things like this. Uh, for games like this, you'll make your money back. Yeah, for sure. But really, you should open it and play Titanicus. That's true. That's what you should be doing. (laughs) You'd be living your best life. Yeah, live your best life. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. I I don't know if I have uh, too much more to talk about. I don't want to mix apples and oranges here. I know Battle... uh, what Black Blackstone Fortress is dropping, actually going to be in my hands in the next couple of days. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that we might have to save that. That I got some talking to do on that. I got some talking to do too. To do of, you're getting a commission, aren't you, Dave? I am. At least one. At least one box. Yeah. So it's going to be completely finished by the time you get it. You can just we can meet up somewhere, bust it out, and play. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, 
Unfortunately, I got extended out here for a whole. So a whole what? A whole other week. Oh, I think you said a month. I was about to like send you like a fucking care package, dude. I mean, (laughs) making so much money that I would go out and buy every Grandmaster Edition box that I see. Yeah. Yeah. And Blackstone, just together, just walk into a store, buy all of them up, so that no one else can have. Build them all, play with all of them. It's just all my toys. Yeah. Else, oh, um, since I've got both of you here, uh, we can. Wait, hard. Are are we done here? Because we could just yeah. Let me just yeah. Just and, uh, not, not quite. Not quite. But what uh, what actual things do you have to say? We'll go there. I, say, uh, I if y'all are good with the changes that have been made, rogue traders, experimental fleet ships, and the overall third edition of the rule set, I'm gonna go ahead and publish that out to the world at large. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go on another specialist game-related note, uh, third edition of Battlefleet Heresy Rule ready. Be looking for those on our Facebook page, as well as on the other relevant sites. Uh, we got some changes to Gloriana battleships, switched up the viable ships that are usable. Most importantly, we've added rogue traders and a function for building your own ships. Ooh. So lots of cool stuff going to be there. Sexy. Uh, yeah. You have the power. We've given it to you. Use it wisely. Probably within the next 24 hours of us recording this. Uh, so actually, by the time that the episode airs, the information will have been exploded to all relevant savants and cogitators. Cool, guys. Hey, it's been fun. If you guys have Adeptus Titanicus uh, stories you want to tell us, uh, send us an email. Hit us up on Facebook. Um. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll get you we'll get your story on on the air maybe if it's worthy. Yeah, but um, if the, but yeah. If the the cogitators and data stacks uh, decree that it is worthy. That's right. The abominable. The shenanigans are hardcore enough. That's right. Yeah. All right, guys. Don't say that we use abominable intelligence. I won't tell anybody that we use Craig <clears throat> in Bobble Bowl. Happy Thanksgiving. Be good. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving nerds.